0: Welcome to a fatherly wrap-up of Hollywood Chop Shop. We are, uh, we're doing our, our traditional trilogy wrap-up show. This was the, the Sports Dad Trilogy, which composed of 2021's King Richard, 1987's Over the Top, and 1998's He Got Game. So, uh, you know, not to, to mince words here or anything like that, but Travis, do you want to go ahead and just get right into it?
1: Absolutely, let's do it.
0: So overall, what did you think this so, you know, this wrap up is coming off of our previous wrap up, which was the I think art crimes, which we we both agreed was probably one of our weakest trilogies we've ever created. Um, And we say trilogy loosely. I mean, every time we just try and create some kind of fun, you know, connective tissue between the three movies that we'll review. But this one we wound up putting together. You know, as we were, we were putting it together, we just realized that all of these movies just so happened to be about, you know, a father figure and some kind of sports situation. Uh, what what did you overall think of, of what we put together this time?
1: Um, I enjoyed it. I think there's no debating that uh, over the top is the oddball because he got game and King Richard felt very uh, two of a kind to me um but i still think there were some kind of overbearing father elements to over the top as well um so i'm interested to see how we kind of work that one into the other two
0: yeah for sure I, i think the the book ends of this one it was definitely about you know a father figure pushing his children for an opportunity at a better life um and i I don't think that was done intentionally, whether with the movies we chose or the fact that we managed to bookend it like that, but it was definitely, you know, after watching He Got Game, you could definitely very easily make those similarities where it was you had kind of a, a tougher father who uh not the you know, not super aggressive or, you know, we, we talked about that, like they not physically abusive or anything like that, but but definitely maybe push the line of emotional in order to to strengthen the children to to get them out of a uh basically the projects or you know the ghetto
1: yeah and it's interesting you brought it up with king richard when you brought up the research that you did about how the film king richard kind of sanded down the edges of of richard i I don't know if you would agree with that assessment
0: oh heavily like even after we reviewed that movie a lot more articles started coming out that i read and like that was a huge criticism even from uh Richard Williams uh extended family came out and was like that movie's bullshit like they they basically sugarcoated everything like he like he was a, a notorious adulterer and had tons of kids like I think one person's like he's probably got 20 kids across the country like we didn't talk about the stories of all the ones he abandoned like they definitely like they gave you the best parts of Richard Williams <laughs> in that movie yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and you know what I didn't mention it when we were watching King Richard because I've seen he got game prior to our review, and you hadn't. I thought from memory that he got game was going to be the the sharper edged Richard Williams story. but I thought even he got game. I was like, eh, even though this is fictional, I thought it was kind of a softer depiction of an overbearing. You know, live vicariously through their kids, kind of sports dad.
0: It was, I think, with he got game the the main difference is because I feel like the approach of Jake Shuttleworth and Richard Williams. Granted, one's a fictional, one's a non-fictional. Well, one's a not a fictional depiction of a non-fictional person. I think the big difference is in he got game. There is that resentment because jake is responsible for the death of his of jesus's mother and that adds another layer to the complexity of that relationship or it's not just a matter of like hey you were always hard on me as a kid it was you were hard on me and in addition to that you you know involuntarily killed your wife and my my mother which i think again it adds a whole another layer to why that and i guess to that point king richard was not about you know none of richard's children despised him or hated him it was just as an audience, you're watching him being kind of a, a harder father, you know, to to push them to ex- succeed and excel.
1: Yeah, and I guess I wanted to see a little bit more resentment from the kids. He got game kind of takes the low-hanging fruit of, you know, the resentment is because he killed my mother in, you know, like you said in the review, the classic, oh, hit the edge of the counter and, and instant death. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I was, a, my only disappointment in the trilogy is I didn't really get to see the ultimate psychological effects of the kids having endured, you know, the father, uh, you know, training them and treating them that way. Um, and again, I, I knew from jump King Richard was not going to be that because it had a full family endorsement and it was going to be the sanitized version. But <laughs> I, I guess I'm still looking for that realistic depiction of, of what this would look like.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. I had gotten some some user or some listener feedback um, and we got a, an email from somebody that actually they played tennis and they were actually coached by the rival coach of the the Williams sister and basically said like oh there are stories to be told like they they said they totally agreed with our our assessment like it is a very tame version of richard williams he's like the the person was like yeah i've got i got stories i can tell you of of how he actually acted and stuff like that but that you know ultimately both serena and venus super down to earth great people like actually got to to you know have a i think just hit the ball like not a not a competitive match but just kind of got to to play on a court with them, and uh, had nothing but praise to say about the sisters. But like, yeah, there's there's a, a definite side to Richard that was omitted from that movie.
1: Oh, I- interesting. That's a that's a quite a tidbit that you've been holding on to.
0: Yeah. Well, I figured it was the it was a perfect time to bring it up in the wrap up.
1: No, definitely agreed. Um, but yeah, I, I guess. The softer, sanitized version of King Richard is 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 what we ultimately got, and I guess that's what we were always going to get. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe there's more truth to be found in, in a book. But uh, yeah, the the movie was a little bit soft for me, and and surprisingly, he got game. To your point, when we reviewed it, and I think we both made this point. I it doesn't do enough to depict jake shuttlesworth as a villainous character to justify the hate that jesus has for him yes he killed his mother but again they they kind of pull the punch with how that occurs
0: Mm-hmm. but uh you know as we're trying to, to now lace over the top into that i mean i think that uh well, Lincoln Hawk, I, he still has those elements of kind of you know pushing his his child in moments he maybe shouldn't have. Like a, I just think back to when he has his son arm wrestle the you know <laughs> the truck yeah, stop rat kid. Arm
1: wrestling game.
0: Yeah, and he you know he tries to push his kid. You know you you can believe in yourself. And like it's it's one of those things where it's like it's obviously super high level and, and jokey because there's no relationship there it's just i think that's one of those things you have in the movie where like that's their bonding moment he's trying to show his son he can believe in himself and you know there's a little bit of him and his son even though he hasn't been there and all that but i mean ultimately all of the fathers and i don't know if that's just a a hollywood thing or just what you expect in in society today is like that father figure is meant to kind of push you to the next level and even over the top has that and it's it's sprinkled in you know a little bit in that movie
1: (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned it in the overtop review. You know, having his son drive the truck, which again I I said was absolutely fucking ridiculous and reckless. <laughs> you know, but the kid succeeds, and and Lincoln Hawk's kind of like, hey, Mike Hawk, you're uh you're a natural. You know, you're a natural at doing this. You're just you're just like your old man. So yeah, I, even though over the top is a much more um, Corny '80s yeah. schlock, but there's still that element of yeah, I I need to mold you in the in the way that I think that you should be and and to follow in my footsteps, which I mean, in over the tops case, it's kind of ridiculous because it's like. Lincoln Hawk is ultimately a man who abandoned his family so he could be a long haul truck driver. That's what's presented, and yet he still wants Mike to kind of be formed in his
0: image. Hmm. Well, I even think it's funny we look at it and these movies. You know, Over the Top was where we started in terms of you know linear eighty seven. Then you got He Got Game, which is about ten years later ninety eight, and then about twenty years later we have King Richard. And you can almost look at how hollywood has has changed i think and you know i hate to to whittle it down based off of these three movies but you can kind of see how they've changed what that father dynamic is because in the 80s it is just super corny like you know we joke about over the top but i bet you most of the movies if you had any kind of estranged father-son relationship are probably going to follow a very similar you know formula he got game there's definitely a lot more layers to it you know making it a little bit more complex but it's still that you know passing that legacy on the, you know, uh, Jake wanted to be a basketball player. Now his son's going to be a basketball player and he's going to push him to be better than he ever was. And then you have the story of King Richard, which I mean, took place during the nineties and all that. But ultimately the, the way that story is told is, is even softer and, you know, a much more endearing father and stuff like that. And the relationship between his children, even through turmoil, it's, you know, it's, it's a much, I think, healthier relationship that they, they decided to de- depict in this movie?
1: Well, you brought that up. There's just the lineage of the father child kind of movie. What I think is interesting. It just popped to mind is, you know, over the top is 87. It's a completely fictional universe. I mean, I guess, I guess there were some arm wrestling competitions, but literally the arm wrestling competition that we see for the movie was created for the movie and then you move to He Got Game in '98. It's it's not based on reality, but it's much more reality based. You have real college coaches, you have real sports commentators. And then you move to King Richard, and it's you know kind of ripped from the headlines at quote unquote a true story,
0: based on based on a based true on, story. Yeah,
1: but it's like. It, The IP wars is what I'm thinking of. Like now you can't make a a father-kid movie unless it's based on reality because, you know, you have Marvel, you have DC, you have Star Wars. In the case of King Richard, you had the Williams sisters. That was the IP. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think you could get a quaint arm wrestling father-son movie anymore unless it was hey there was this article in time magazine or uh you know the new york times about this father-son relationship everything now has to be an ip
0: yeah i mean that's that's a super valid point where you will not get some weird family drama based on based in you know an arm wrestling or something like that because it is if you're going to do something like that you're going to have to try and make it like an eternals or like you're going to somehow have to make some kind of superhero or you know or space opera so that you can make it into a blockbuster that's where you're going to find that kind of stuff otherwise to your point it has to be something biopic so that there's something to attach to it so that they can try and make you know a billion dollars in the theaters
1: yeah or or win an oscar i feel like those Mm -hmm. are the only two ways that these kind of movies could exist at this point
0: for sure for sure well now that we've kind of you know wrapped up that do you want to get into our objective and subjective ratings of these movies or do you have anything else you wanted to talk about with them uh no let's let's rank them let's rank them all right i think let's let's start with objective objectively travis starting with number one going down to number three obviously what was your objectively do you think was the best movie of this trilogy i i
1: I have to go with he got game um i had kind of debated whether it was going to be king richard or he got game But ultimately, because of King Richard being this sanitized, you know, whitewashed version of reality, I have to go with He Got Game, especially we discussed in the He Got Game podcast the the use of music. I don't think King Richard approaches any sort of uh, risk taking that maybe that particular choice was by spike lee to use the music that way so for me it's he got game uh followed by king richard and then of course bringing up the rear is going to be over the top
0: (laughs) uh hauling up that trailer right (laughs) yeah yeah so i think i have i will not think i know i have a slightly different uh change i think king richard is objectively the best movie um I will admit I do like that He Got Game took chances and I think it's a more interesting movie to watch than King Richard but my problems with He Got Game is I think it's bloated and we talked about that in, in the He Got Game podcast that I think there's a lot of elements that didn't need to be there that draws that into a 2 hour and 13 long movie and it it also kind of dilutes the the main story of redemption and you know the the relationship between Jake and Jesus and then honestly the ending for me knocks down he got game just the random addition of magic at the end where it doesn't really make sense and the fact that like you know we're gonna ride the fence as to is is this gonna be a downer or an uplifting ending i think it was just one of those commit to one of the other situations that we talked about so i'm gonna say even though i think he got game is more interesting you know, no risk, no reward type situation. I think it has enough faults to itself that I would say, I think objectively King Richard is, is the better movie. Um, I think just it's, it's a little bit more vanilla, but in doing that, I think winds up just being the better experience watching the movie. Um, But then to your point, you know, it's very closely. He got game behind that. And then over the top is obviously objectively the worst movie in this trilogy um it's it's poorly written i think a lot of the acting is terrible um because even to that point in king richard i think overall the acting and performances are better like you have denzel washington and he got game but i would say that's the pinnacle of acting and ray allen doesn't do a bad job by any means but it's just i think you know king richard is stacked obviously with a lot of talent but you know we talked about johnny b you know absolutely loved him in it the girls that played venus and serena i think did a phenomenal job we already talked about um oh jesus i uh jesus i forgot her name jesus uh, Shuttlesworth. yeah uh and or and god damn it
1: ingenue
0: ingenue oh man uh ellis as as brandy i i she uh i think she, her performance outplayed will smith but will smith also had a fantastic performance so i just i think overall king richard winds up being my objective better movie um in See in- now it's
1: interesting you say that and, and i did debate back and forth between king richard and he got game as the objective number 1 but do you not find fault you know no tennis pun intended with the fact that if you don't know the story of Venus and Serena, King Richard is a very incomplete movie. I don't disagree. And, and you almost question Richard's you know, fathering tactics because if you don't have the knowledge of, yes, these two become the greatest tennis players of all time. So objectively, does that not create a problem for you with the movie of King Richard?
0: I think it does, and I'm not going to say that that's not a flaw of King Richard if we're looking at it you know on its own but i still don't think that that is enough for me to pull that one down below he got game i i still think that's fair i i I guess my only
1: point would be in 50 years if you know your grandchildren watch both of those movies and they don't know who venus and serena are what would they objectively say is the best movie
0: I don't know and that's always a fun thing to go back because i mean it could be like it's going back and watching like the godfather now like that is revered as one of the greatest you know cinematic masterpieces of all time but if you went back and watched it fresh eyes never seen it before does that hold up does it still remain one of the greatest movies of all time or is it like i'm you know in 40 years of cinema everything's you know evolved things you know they they take pieces of the godfather what it did well and build on it so does the godfather not become one of the greatest movies of all time because you know, there's a legacy that's been built off of it that has made better movies.
1: That's fair. I guess, I guess my larger point is, and this will be way out of left field, but a lot of people love uh, family guy, the cartoon, mm-hmm. but it's built on references. And as it ages, those references are going to fall out of favor and familiarity And I just wonder if something like King Richard, a a biopic, which is not even about the two famous subjects, it's more about the lesser-known father, how does that kind of movie age? As the audience loses knowledge of who the the two little girls go on to be, does the movie stand on its own? Because I I feel like he got game, despite the the wishy-washy, have-your-cake-and-eat-it-too ending— The movie stands on its own.
0: Well, I would be interested too to do the flip side of King Richard. And is there a certain part of our criticism as to the story, how it's done, and does it feel incomplete? Is it because we do know how it ends? Like, are is it because we know that there's missing pieces that we are able to say, like, there's a problem with King Richard because there's missing pieces? Like, if you were to have somebody watch King Richard who does not know anything about because that was one of our complaints watching, it was like they completely just overshadow Serena. Like, she winds up being the greatest of all time, but, like, in this movie, it just feels like she gets shafted over and over and over again. But, like, and that was my thing. I want to know more about Serena. Like, did, is this how this really went down? Because how does she become the greatest with the way this movie depicts her? Like, it looks like she never gets any training. She never gets any, you know, acknowledgement. Basically, her career is put on hold until Venus gets into the pros. And is that how that actually happened? Because, again... I know what actually happens in reality. So I would also be interested to see somebody who knows nothing about the the Williams, what their view of this movie is, does it feel incomplete because they don't know that there's more to the story.
1: Yeah, and obviously that's not a test that we can perform but i would love to know somebody who has zero tennis knowledge zero american sports knowledge watch king richard and, and see what they think so hmm. it's, it's an interesting thought
0: exercise absolutely so now let's get into uh, the fun one yeah now let's get into the fun with subjective uh because mine is gonna i'm gonna have to uh, put a little asterisk next to mine at the end so uh, do you want to start off subjective since you started oh, off objective? Oh, no, no, you
1: just teased me with that. <laughs> I, I want to hear what you have to say.
0: <laughs> All right, so subjectively, I had a I had a hard time with, with subjective because when I look at the three movies, subjectively I'm trying to think of the level of enjoyment I got out of them. I also try and put in the likelihood of me re-watching these or recommending these movies, and you start to get into a very weird gray area right Um, when you start to get into enjoyment and that's why we always did this right we say that every every wrap up there's a reason we wanted to do an objective and a subjective rating because they can be drastically different and they're for, for very different reasons so and a, the, a, a massive upset here Travis I think my ranking subjectively is over the top he got Game King Richard
1: what the fuck one to three
0: and this is this yeah, this is why i have to say this all right i'm not gonna sit here and try and say that over the top is a good movie all right it's not it's dog shit and even at the end of the over the top review my final assessment was no one needs to watch this movie there's no reason to watch it you can skip it right but here's where it changes for me when i'm looking at it subjectively Over the Top is a fun movie to watch because of how fucking shitty it is and just to just tear into it and laugh about how bad it is and like just how corny and 80s it is. And, you know, if I were to have a bunch of people come over and we were going to start drinking and watch a movie, I would put on Over the Top because that's going to be a much more fun experience. A, it's only an hour and a half long. Um, so it already kind of takes that precedence. It's an hour and thirty-three minutes long, versus He Got Game, which is two sixteen, and King Richard, which is two twenty-four. So it's already like it's shorter, so I don't have to dedicate as much time to it. Um, but and that's where the asterisk comes in. Is I, if I'm picking subjectively what I think is the most interesting movie out of these, it would be He Got Game. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that Spike Lee did with this movie. I do think it's a little bloated and I think if we were able to trim out about 30 minutes of that movie, I think it has a, a better option or, you know, a better chance of being my subjective pick in this movie. It is by far, I th- like I said, more engaging than over the top, but subjectively, if if I was going to go back and have somebody who's going to say you have to watch one of these three movies again right now, I would probably pick over the top because it's shorter and I'm going to get a good laugh out of it. Like, to me, it's a funner ride because of how shitty it is.
1: I, yeah, upset of the year. <laughs> um, I, It's interesting because I, it, it almost sounds like even our subjective rankings can vary based upon. Because, yeah, I would say if, if I'm at a party and I want to put one of these movies on and continue the good time. I, I get the over the top rating.
0: I think what um, it comes down to is there's a a slim likelihood that I would wa- actively go and watch any of these movies again. Not that I hated any of them. I didn't. None of these movies did I just look at me like, I mean, again, Over the Top is super shitty, but it, I was entertained because, again, like finding out the kid's name is Mike Hawk and how ridiculous <laughs> it is that he's going to like... Well, you know, I uh, I turn the cap around yeah, and uh, exactly. you know, I become a <laughs> like, machine like the <laughs> like, truck lines like that make me laugh and like i'll probably quote that a lot for like you know anytime i'm wearing a hat or i have to do any like if i'm ever playing beer pong i'm gonna i you know i'm gonna quote that line i just i'm gonna turn my hat around and when when i do i i feel like i become a machine like a big rig and like then i'm gonna you know that's gonna be my rally cap now so and that's why i go subjectively over the top is just to me a more fun experience because of how ridiculous and stupid it is That's not to say he got game and King Richard were both good movies. They have their flaws. There's problems with all of these. But again, subjectively, if I'm going to put something back on, it's probably going to be over the top because it is only an hour and a half long. And it is just it's a ridiculous ride, you know. And that's the problem with all three of these movies. None of these were one of those movies where, like, for me, I'm going to go back and watch regularly. Like, oh, this is going to be in my yearly rotation. Or, like, oh, I'm going to get an itch where I want to go back and watch King Richard or He Got Game. Like, there are movies that I'm very happy that I watched and I'm glad that I got that experience, but it's not something that I necessarily want to go back to and experience again.
1: Th- that's fair. I-, I won't be quite as shocking as you because subjectively for me, he got game is still number one. Uh, we talked about it in the review. I'm a basketball nut. So I think that pushes me (laughs) over the top
0: (laughs) as to why
1: he got game is my, my number one, because I do have that built in interest in the subject matter. Mm -hmm. And, And you know, that's why it's subjective to follow your lead though. Over the top is second for me, for the exact reasons you've discussed it, you know, you talked about beer pong. If we were at a party together, Brett, you would have the, the turning the cap around. I wouldn't try to steal that from you. But if I was struggling, I would definitely go in the back room and put on like a compression sleeve that looks like a sweatshirt. <laughs> you know, and come back out. And hey, now this miraculous sleeve is, is allowing me to to sink that death cup. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I would firmly put over the top second and King Richard last. And it, it's interesting you brought this up because maybe if I didn't have the, the sports knowledge and the knowledge of the Williams sisters and how all that went down and more specifically how controversial Richard actually was. Maybe I would appreciate that movie more, but because I can just feel how sanitized and scrubbed that narrative is, it becomes infinitely less interesting to me, and that's why I would put it last, subjectively. Not a bad mm-hmm. movie at all, but like you said, I have no interest in ever watching that again.
0: Yeah, and that was an interesting thing with this trilogy. It's like none of these movies were so bad, like, you know, Agathica, where I'm like, for fuck's sake, like that movie, like gothica was one of those it was bad but it wasn't over the top bad like there was nothing redeemable that was fun or like and that's a i think that's just a product of the 80s a lot of times like you know it was funny you bring up like family guy well the references you know once those start to die the fun thing about 80s movies is 80s movies are typically the source material that are being referenced so they never wind up going out of style like it's always fun to go back and watch those ridiculous movies because they're typically the things being referenced so you don't have to worry about them going out of style sure you're gonna have stuff like a tango and cash where you know uh when when cash (laughs) winds up doing drag and they make some some remarks that you wouldn't want to hear that don't age very well but at the same time like there's just a certain level of ridiculousness that's always fun to go back and just be like this was batshit crazy like the 80s were just insane they were you know cocaine driven and the ideas that came out of the 80s you couldn't replicate but they're insane and they're they're still fun to go back and watch and, and joke about and clown on
1: yeah no absolutely and and i would guarantee that there was at least a pound of cocaine snorted on the over the top set at some point <laughs>
0: Well, how do you think? How do you think that Lincoln got the, the the power to be able to overcome and and win? It wasn't the technique; it's that he had cocaine. They weren't testing anyone for drugs, for they were fucking truckers, for God's sake.
1: That is a good point. I can't believe we didn't talk about steroids and cocaine at any point <laughs> in the over-the-top review.
0: Um. Alrighty, so I would like to break up the ratings. So instead of us going into the, you know you trying to guess critically an audience where these movies landed. I think instead, let's go into the character swap. What do you think? Uh, let's do it. Alrighty, do you want to start us off? Mine's not super in-depth this week, um, but I I, I felt that I, I did a decent job with my character swap. So I'm I'm interested to know what you did.
1: Uh, well, if yours is not in-depth, mine's probably ankle deep, but I think it at least opens up for some discussion. Okay. It's a character we didn't talk about in the He-Guy Game review at all, other than the fact that maybe he had a learning disability. But I loved Booger in He-Guy Game.
0: Oh, wow. I was not expecting a Booger swap. All right.
1: <laughs> a Booger swap. <laughs> um Well, real quick, just to talk about him briefly in He-Guy Game. I talked about how Uncle Jake well you know. Jake is Booger's uncle, but Jake doesn't. He's not the villainous character that the kind of the movie maybe needs. Mm-hmm. But the only time he seems villainous and scary is through the lens of how Booger treats him. Because mm-hmm. Booger's very, even when he was a kid, you know, sneaking bread from the table, and then later on, you know, when Jake is trying to pressure Booger into telling him where uh, Jesus is. Booger always seems afraid of Jake. Did that come across to you?
0: Well, absolutely. Then it makes sense to me because if Jake is responsible for Martha's death, that was Booger's mother or Booger's aunt. It was his mother's sister. So you could, you would assume that Booger's mom would hate Jake and would definitely want to portray him as just the worst person on earth because he was ultimately responsible for her sister's death. So I think all of that checks out and makes a lot of sense. Even if you think about the meta, like behind the scenes, why Booger would have a fear of his uncle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that made me love Booger's character because of the way that's portrayed. And it did, it did the job of making Jake at least enough of a menacing presence. Um, That being said, I think it would be interesting if Booger was a kid in the Compton neighborhood with the Williams sisters and Richard kind of uses Booger because I I don't want to be sexist at all, but Serena has come out and said, hey, I'm the best women's tennis player of all time. If I played the 150th ranked man, he would destroy me. Mm -hmm. I think it would be interesting to have Booger be the training partner to the Williams sisters as they were growing up.
0: I like that as a very legitimate character swap. But if I'm honest, Travis, when you said Booger and we started talking about his disabilities... I thought you were going to make him a truck driver in Lincoln's hype man. I thought you were gonna make him like Lincoln's hype man and like, you know, they were constantly like truck stops together because Booger doesn't wind up going anywhere after high school or like if he gets into college because he's you know he doesn't go anywhere further than that and he winds up driving trucks. Like that's that's where I thought that was going. Yours makes way more sense, but just some of your other swaps, I thought I was gonna go a much more ridiculous route. <laughs>
1: You thought I was going to go more Dewey the Bear?
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to put him in over the top. When you started talking about his learning disability, I'm like, oh, he's he's going to wind up being a trucker.
1: Oh, God. I think I might like that better than what I actually did. Because, yeah, a, a barnstorming tour of Lincoln Hawk and uh, Booger being his in his corner You can- uh, is hilarious to me.
0: You could even wind up being one of those things where like Booger tries to get rid of his nickname, but it winds up coming back because someone's like, why do you call him Booger? And it's like almost like a Joker thing where it's a different reason. It's like, oh, because he sticks on you like a booger. And it's like, that's actually not why he was called Booger. But like the nickname just like it evolves and he just can't get rid of it. It just changes why he's called Booger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just imagining him trying to arm wrestle himself and maybe his ritual is, you know, right before he goes out, he picks his nose and like kind of rubs it on his hand. So that way his opponent is like disgusted to even
0: engage oh. him in
1: the arm wrestling match. Just kind of psychological warfare.
0: Yeah, He's notorious. he's got those sticky palms, man. Everybody knows about, everybody knows about booger sticky palms.
1: Yeah. I, I'll, I'll officially switch my position to yeah booger booger's gonna be on the road with my cock
0: <laughs> Uh, i legitimately liked your character sob i i feel like i derailed yours yours made a lot of sense i just like i said i that's why i started laughing is i in my head already thought i knew where you were going with that <sighs>
1: No, I mean, if you're trying to be realistic and, and do a legitimate character swap, I think Booger's personality, kind of always being overshadowed by Jesus, always being a little meek and uh, mild mannered, would make sense if he's, you know, ultimately at the beginning, maybe he's equal to the Williams sisters as tennis players just because he is a boy. But eventually they just kind of start getting better and better and leaving him behind and crushing him in their little competitions. So, yeah, if you're looking for a realistic swap, I think that could work.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, but what do you have this week?
0: So I also took a character from He Got Game. Um
1: Big time but- Willie?
0: No, no, no. And uh, much like you, it wasn't a a full, like, I didn't swap someone out, but I I injected them into the story. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to take Jake, Shuttlesworth, and inject him into Over the Top. Because what I feel like is missing is there's the moment where Lincoln winds up in prison or jail because, you know, he ran into his ex estranged father-in-law's home mansion with a with a big rig and i feel like there's a certain part where lincoln gives up the the custody of uh of mike and then out of the blue just decides no he does want to fight for mike and i'm thinking what i want is a scene after lincoln gives up custody to the secretary um and uh he, he winds up going back to his cell before he's let out and it just so happens he's bunking with a jake shuttles worth and basically like kind of explains what just happened and jake just kind of like tears into him right maybe at this point if we're if we're looking at timeline maybe jake is towards the end of his sentence because the governor still fucked him over i don't know why he's on a west coast prison we don't have to get into the the semantics of it but jake maybe is towards the end of his sentence it's just is furious with a lincoln for giving up his son like that's that's your lineage your legacy you're just going to give up like that and he's going to be what basically encourages lincoln that when he does get out that he's going to to pull back on his agreement and he actually is going to try and fight to get custody of mike because of jake's going to give him a solid denzel pep talk right about his responsibilities as a father Even if he is a tough, you know, he was always a, Jake was always a tough dad, but it was always for the better of his kid. And basically you can't, you can't abandon your kid.
1: See, now I'm very interested in that character swap because how does Jake deal with the fact that Lincoln has already given up his kid once and now he's kind of trying to do it again? Mm -hmm. So I'm very intrigued by that. You know, if this were he got game meets over the top, which is, you know, your character swap, he got the entire middle portion of the movie where Jake Shuttlesworth is being like, Wait, why did you abandon your kid? Like, I abandoned mine because I accidentally killed his mom and, you know, the state put me in prison. What is your reasoning? Because I think then we have to get into the nuts and bolts of what the fuck happened prior to over the top beginning
0: and even just a a certain level of guilt too because it's one of those like jake has to live with the fact that he accidentally killed his wife but lincoln abandoned his wife and even like she was and maybe lincoln didn't necessarily know what was going on but she ultimately dies by herself because lincoln you know 12 13 years earlier decided to to skip out on his family
1: god yeah i You've managed to do it again, Brett, where I'm kind of upset that I'll never actually get to see the movie you're describing. Because, yeah, I, that is a very interesting dynamic between two fathers.
0: But, uh, yeah, so that, uh, I think, a very, very good character swap, this this uh, trilogy here. I, I was super pleased with where both of us took the direction. We actually got three character swaps, which is fantastic little bit of a little bit of you a little bit of me and then a little bit of a little bit of combination there you know
1: yeah again i we need to green light the he got game over the top mashup
0: <laughs> would, would it be over the game or he got top
1: uh he got top seems like that could be some sort of sexual innuendo
0: so it's obviously he got top right
1: yeah i think we gotta go he <laughs> got top
0: well then because then it's also one of those things like it's the bunk who got the top bunk right you know there's a power play in that prison (laughs) it could be a lot of things who knows what's going on here i think it's the perfect name for that that mashup. and the sports bet the sports dad cinematic universe that we've created
1: (laughs) yeah and i mean you know we talk about lincoln and jake but jesus and my cock sons of the
0: fathers (laughs) oh all righty i
1: think i think this wrap-up has been worth doing just for these past five minutes
0: Uh, oh absolutely so i mean i wish that that's where we were concluding but we still have one segment left um and i feel like we we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't we didn't do the full monty here. so let's jump into our critic and audience ratings Um, we use rotten tomatoes to to aggregate these scores because we like rotten tomatoes as a pass fail record right so if we were to look at imdb or pretty much anything else it's you know a scale of one to ten so you have to kind of find out where they fall but with rotten tomatoes it is either liked it you didn't like it so that's why we use that for this scale so travis with that explanation what do you think critics how do you think the critics ranked these three movies
1: I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about Jesus in my cock. Um hand critics, in hand.
0: Uh
1: where did they place these movies? Um
0: Do you wanna know the I number of reviews? Richard. What's that? Do you wanna know the number of reviewers? Because there's there's quite a bit of there's not as much of a swing, um, but it's not as much as you think. I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm not even giving you an option. King Richard has 224 critic reviews. Over the Top has 31 critic reviews. And He Got Game has 63 critic reviews.
1: Uh, I think King Richard is going to be the best reviewed movie, even though it has the most amount of reviews, because I think biopics on the whole... It feels like critics are a little more hesitant to, to slam those because it's a, a it's a real life being depicted, quote unquote. So I mm-hmm. think King Richard is going to, to be the first in that line. Okay. Uh, followed by He Guy Game, followed by Over the Top and Last.
0: All right, you nailed it. Do you want to try and give guesses to the what the percentage of critics that enjoyed each movie?
1: I'll say King Richard. And this is Rotten Tomatoes, correct?
0: Rotten Tomatoes. Pass fail. Yep. So you are looking at a percentage.
1: I'll say 86% for King Richard.
0: 91% of critics enjoyed King Richard. Yeah,
1: again, I just...
0: Again, Biomics it's a pass fail. just
1: so vanilla. And...
0: Yeah, pass fail. Yeah, All right, he got fail. game. That's,
1: right, that's
0: true. Where do you think that one landed? Uh,
1: he got game, I think it's going to be much less well-received i'll say it came in at 79 81. okay okay
0: and then over the top i'll say 69
1: 32. oh yeah you know it's hard to argue with that
0: well, again, and it's one of the things where I enjoy sometimes, like, the critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Because, like, I'm like, okay, so 32% of the critics enjoyed this, right? So what was... The people who enjoyed it, what was the response? And, like, you know, two sentences or less. And it's like, this movie was so much fun. As crazy as it was, I couldn't stop being entertained. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's... Again, and that's where Rotten Tomatoes kind of looks to weird. Because I'm like, at a certain point it is, would you watch the movie, would you not watch the movie? Versus is the movie good or not um a fairly absurd premise that's employed to surprisingly watchable and entertaining like most of it comes down to like yes 32 percent of people were entertained by this movie not that they thought it was good but that they would watch the movie you know
1: yeah and it, it, it's hard to argue It it is entertaining i'll, I'll yep. be a bad
0: do you want to take a guess at the audience reactions to these three movies
1: uh, it's going to be a little tougher. I, I think it's still ultimately going to go in the same order. Am I am I correct in that?
0: You are correct in that. It did the order did not change.
1: Um, I'll say I think King Richard is going to be a little bit less well received. Uh, so I'll say what eighty five percent on the audience.
0: Ninety eight. With a thousand oh. verified ratings. 98% of people liked King Richard.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I keep forgetting that if you're just a general audience member and you're gonna take the time to review it, it's more than likely going to be because you liked the movie. So Yeah, yeah there I was nothing in that movie to
0: hate. Numbers. You know, and that's a thing. Like, even I'd like to know the two percent of people that said like they hated. Like there was nothing it was vanilla. It was a vanilla movie, but it wasn't bad. I mean, if if we're grading it on that, like it was, it was a good, it was a good movie. Wasn't great, just good. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, see, that makes me think. That I want to juice the numbers for He Got Game because again, why take the time to review it if you hate it? So I'll say audience score 89?
0: 83.
1: And, you know, I wonder if if the people who didn't like it wanted more of a pure basketball movie. That's my only assumption. Mm. Yep. Uh, because, yeah, we talked about there's shockingly (laughs) little basketball and he got
0: game. Jesus. One of the reviews is the uh, splats is a long, boring, meandering dog of a movie. As much as I
1: want to push back on that, the whole, again, the whole Dakota prostitute storyline is the definition mm-hmm. of meandering, so... Yeah. I'll give the his due on that review.
0: I'll, I'll give you long and meandering. Didn't think it was necessarily boring. Uh, this, is one, this is interesting. This is a splat. It says, though too long by a good half hour, Lee's latest film packs a genuine emotional punch. Which, it says latest film, but it was uploaded in 2007, so I don't know what that's about, but... Again, it's weird that you would say it 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 packs a genuine emotional punch, but it's not worth watching, you know? And I totally agree. The movie we we both agree. The movie's too long. Like there is pieces of that movie that should have been cut out.
1: Yeah, and I mean that review kind of nails it. A half hour, like thirty minutes, you could easily excise from that movie, and it's not hard to find where that would be.
0: Mm-hmm. And then um,
1: over the top.
0: Over the top.
1: I'll say forty-eight
0: percent, forty-nine. So almost a solid fifty percent of I people did not enjoy cheat on this. That, I this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's. I do love the the like one line, like the, the I guess the what to know section, like the critic consensus is the definitive film about arm wrestling truck drivers fighting for custody of their children. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that is probably the. Best one-line review I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> uh, I disagree, Brett, because you had the best one-line review for Over the Top, which was a love letter to arm wrestling.
0: Yeah. So, the uh, yeah, fantastic. Well, I mean, I think, you know, again, I wish we, we had ended with our, our swap, but nonetheless, I think this is a, a great place to end it uh i uh the last thing i'll say about these three movies is looking at the kind of the poster art. i do like that all of them had a very interesting type treatment which i realize is an interesting thing to bring up in an audio only podcast but <laughs> i i forgot to bring up up until this point in both the over the top review and in this wrap-up that i absolutely love how crazy and over the top the type treatment for the title of the you know the title card of this movie is like It is like 80s metal, which is weird because I don't think any metal comes into this movie at all. But like it is such a a fun, crazy treatment for this movie. And then he got game has a weird kind of like broken typewriter typeface used on it. And then King Richard is like a signature, which, yeah, you know, it's a biopic. It's supposed to be personal and all that. But um, at the end of the day, like I I just I had to bring up. Over the top has just, again, just a fantastic, ridiculous title card.
1: Well, not only title card, but movie poster. Mm. I mean, you've got literally a hawk flying. You've got Sylvester Stallone's biceps. You've got a semi-truck. I I would absolutely wear a shirt with the -the over-the-top cover art on
0: it. Yeah. So... Alrighty, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us for this wrap up. We hope to see you next week when we start our Christmas Come Early trilogy with uh Don't Look Up, a Netflix special with Alina DiCaprio and I believe Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, which I haven't seen her in a lot lately. So um, we hope to see you back for that and uh, have a great day.
1: Uh, I'm going to start writing our new sitcom, Jesus and My Cock. (laughs) Bye.